conscience. She even took her repugnance towards her husband for aspirations towards her lover, the burning of hate for the warmth of tenderness. But as the tempest still raged, and as passion burnt itself down to the very cinders, and no help came, no sun rose, there was night on all sides, and she was lost in the terrible cold that pierced her. Then the evil days of Tost began again. She thought herself now far more unhappy, for she had the experience of grief, with the certainty that it would not end. The place since morning had been blocked by a row of carts, which, on end, and their shafts in the air, spread all along the line of houses from the church to the inn. Emma was leaning out at the window. She was often there. The window in the provinces replaces the theatre and the promenade, and she amused herself with watching the crowd of boors when she saw a gentleman in a green velvet coat. He had on yellow gloves. Although he wore heavy gaiters, he was coming towards the doctor's house, followed by a peasant walking with bent head and quite a thoughtful air. Can I see the doctor? he asked Justin, who was talking on the doorstep with Felicite and taking him for a servant of the house, tell him that Monsieur Rodolphe Boulanger of La Houchette is here. It was not from territorial vanity that the new arrival added of La Houchette to his name, but to make himself the better known. La Houchette, in fact, was an estate near Yonville, where he had just bought the chateau and two farms that he cultivated himself, without, however, troubling very much about them. He lived as a bachelor and was supposed to have at least 15,000 francs a year. Charles came into the room. Monsieur Boulanger introduced his man who wanted to be bled because he felt a tingling all over. That'll purge me, he urged as an objection to all reasoning. So Bovary ordered a bandage and a basin and asked Justin to hold it. Then, addressing the countryman already pale, don't be afraid, my lad. No, no, sir, said the other. Get on. And with an air of bravado, he held out his great arm. At the prick of the lancet, the blood spurted out, splashing against the looking-glass. Hold the basin nearer, exclaimed Charles. Lor, said the peasant. One would swear it was a little fountain flowing. How red my blood is. That's a good sign, isn't it? Sometimes, answered the doctor, one feels nothing at first, and then syncope sets in, and more especially with people of strong constitution like this man. At these words, the rustic let go the lancet case he was twisting between his fingers. A shudder of his shoulders made the chair back creak. His hat fell off. I thought as much, said Bovary, pressing his fingers on the vein. The basin was beginning to tremble in Justin's hands. His knees shook. He turned pale. Emma! Emma! called Charles. With one bound she came down the staircase.